from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked it on, uh. All right, first question comes from Jeff. Hey, Joe, what's your take on the basketball size controversy from last night? Whoo, yeah. I Honestly, I didn't even know this was a thing. And I think most people didn't realize this was a thing until Duke lost last night and Kara Lawson, Duke's basketball coach, decided to just out of nowhere bring up the fact that in their loss to Florida State on Sunday, she alleges they were using a men's regulation size ball versus a women's regulation size ball. Uh, he realized it was a men's ball. And we had played the first half with a men's ball. We then alerted the table um, that we needed to change the ball. And um, the table would not change the ball, but then we alerted the head official um, to come and look at it. He came and looked at it, and he changed the ball. We then played the second half with a women's ball. Um, it's been very frustrating that um, at this level of basketball, that a mistake like that happens, that could have impacted the outcome of the game. Let me be clear, Florida State beat us. They beat us playing with a men's ball in the first half and a women's ball in the second half. But I can't say if we'd have played with a women's ball in the first half and the second half that we would have won. But they can't say that either. It's very frustrating that a game that has so many conference implications, selection and seating implications. So that's Carol Lawson last night, but she's referencing something that happened on Sunday that none of us knew about until she referenced it. And then at 1030 this morning, I get an email, just like everybody else on the email list served from the ACC, statement on the Duke Florida State women's basketball game. I'm not kidding you when I tell you that I thought this was something that had been hung up in my spam. Like, what? And it reads, Upon completion of the game, the conference office was made aware of the allegation and immediately conducted a comprehensive review. This included discussion with all parties involved, including game officials, game administrators, table crew, and both schools. Following the thorough and objective review process, there was no evidence found to support the claim. End quote. This feels like a crazy pill situation. Yes. And I'm not trying. <clears throat> you okay there? No. All right. Well, let's do a little uh, throat clearing break here. It's radio. Live radio, folks. Can't edit this out. I'm not trying to dismiss her concerns. Yeah. Which yeah. do seem a little unusual given that Florida State would have had to play with the same and, and, and she said that in the first half. But I do find it unusual that it's 2022. Three and if it happened, I can't imagine there's like this giant cover up in Tallahassee mm-hmm. that if the league office called and said, "Hey, was there a different ball used in the first half than the second half?" that they couldn't discern this. Yeah, I also would. I mean, we just need to just pruder this thing because well, all you got to do is look at the ball. There's probably a different mark on the men's ball than right. there is on the women's ball. Right. And it's probably a whole as if I as I understand it, you have a rack of balls and you bring out the rack before the game. I I can't I just I refuse to believe mm-hmm. basketball players who are used to using one type of ball. Thank you. Wouldn't immediately be at the tip and go, and even the referees wouldn't go. Oh wait, 
This is the wrong ball. This is the wrong ball. I'm so glad- I, I don't understand. But when you listen to the conviction in her voice. Oh, she believes it. She certainly believes it. So here's my point. I'm glad you brought up that basketball players know. Of course okay. they do. They know which rims are soft and which rims aren't. They know. They have preferences as to which basketballs yeah. they use. I'll Shout out to I'll Brett Strilo. I was going to say, in Far State's a Nike school, they, they they almost certainly use a Nike ball. Yeah. Just as Duke uses a Nike ball. Well, my, my point is, like, our, our old colleague, Brett Strilo, yeah. always had, like, a basketball tracker. Yes. Like, oh, this player actually shoots X when he's using a Spalding versus a Nike ball. Ball, those types of things. So players know. Marcus Page with the Wilson ball. Yes. Ah, yeah, I totally forgot about the Wilson ball. Wilson! Anyway, so what you're telling me is that only Duke noticed this. That's the part that doesn't make any and sense. And Florida to me. State didn't. So let's take it further. Are you alleging? And I, I have no problems bringing it forward because with the conviction in her voice, and she talks about, well, they had to play with the same ball too. So are you insinuating that Florida State practiced with a men's ball thinking they were going to get over on you? Is that what the insinuation and is? And to be clear, just in case you're not keeping up with the women's standings, Duke is 9-2 and two in the league yeah. after the loss. Notre Dame's 9-2 and two in the league. Florida State's 9-3. and three. Carolina's 8-3. and three. Yeah, no, so, ACC you know, basketball is wild right it now. It is bunched side. up at the top of the league. So to her point, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to be a, a fight in Greensboro to, to get to the right seed and be in the right spot and all that. So those those. I'm not questioning her her concerns on that front. Mm-hmm. What I what I don't like here is there was a real problem during the pandemic at the NCAA women's tournament. It was clear the women were being treated as second class citizens. Yes. And by her saying, "Oh, this would never happen in a men's game," using the wrong ball. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, everyone would be like. It's not the right ball, and game the game and would the game stop. stop. The game would literally so, stop. I, that's the part of it. I don't like that because you're diminishing other arguments when you bring in straw men like this to be like, "Well, see, this is just like the the the, the time at the NCAA tournament where we didn't have a real workout room." No, no, it's, it's different. So, two other points before we move on. Clearly, the ACC. Shut it down. Yes. And they only put, I'm convinced they only put that statement out there because she got the answer she did not want last sure. night. So she brought it up on her own to make it a thing. So the ACC said, fine, if you're going to put us in that situation, we're just going to hammer it down and say, this did not happen. So somebody's calling somebody else a liar here. Well, they're and calling each other liars. And is I don't, what they're doing. And I don't think the story's over. The other thing that I would point out, the other thing that I would point out is that I have not seen any statements from Duke. Okay. I haven't seen anything from Nina King, AD at Duke, backing up or saying we support care or whatever it is. Think about that. Because the last time there was an accusation involving Duke athletics, or at least the women's side of things, they came out real full force on that. Even if they did not find evidence to support the claims, the school still backed the yeah, people totally up. Different. I have yeah. not seen this here. Right. Well, not not in your, what you're making the point about support. Support. I'm saying the severity of the. Of oh the no, no, I'm I'm not trying yeah. to equate the two. I'm simply talking about a level of support that your head coach is in, is saying straight up. They made a mistake and they used the wrong ball and that affected us. And I haven't seen a single statement from Duke. I find that interesting. Next up. Lean back. This one comes from Tass. Hey, Joe, Coach K in, t- in attendance tomorrow evening? <laughs> no. I guess the question is, when does Coach K watch the game? Does he watch it live or does he, you know, like, 
Does he watch film of it after the fact when maybe they go over some notes with John Shire? One thing I'm fascinated by, all right? We, we remember our losses more than we remember our wins. Of course. This is how humans are trained. Of course. Okay. And I'm listening to a promo on the way to work today, and it was Keyshawn Johnson talking about losing in the 1998 AFC Championship game when he was playing with the Jets, mm -hmm. right? You'll note that at the end of, you know, two years later or three years later, he won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this is not the story that he chooses to relay. Mm -hmm. Mike Krzyzewski is the ultimate competitor. And understand that the whole succession plan was put in place because of all of the other transitions from legends that didn't work. So this was Mike Krzyzewski's way in tabbing John Shire and having the farewell tour last year of trying to be better and competing with a John Wooden, competing with a Dean Smith, competing with Roy Williams and his own mentor, Bobby Knight. Okay? So I can't imagine. I refuse to believe, Joe. I refuse to believe that in quiet moments this year, this summer, whenever he was with the dog, is the dog Nike or Victory or Blue? Blue. Whenever he's training that dog, there isn't, I can't believe Mark Williams didn't block that shot. Right. I can't believe there isn't, why didn't Paolo score in the final seven minutes of that game? I can't believe there isn't a replay in his own head mm -hmm. of those two losses. I, I, I adamantly refuse to believe there isn't. So I would put money that this game will be watched in the lair okay. with the retina scan. And he'll go up there. It's a safe place for him that he enjoys. Mm -hmm. Watch the game. And if they win, I don't I don't remember if Mike is a, is the drinking type, but I'd say he probably have a celebratory. He's a wine guy. Well, yeah, a nice a nice glass of wine. He's a wine guy. With, either, with John. Of course. With John because They'll again, toast. No, no, because remember, that's what it was about. Again, the succession plan was about mm -hmm. having the better dynasty after than any, any anyone else in the history of sports. It's the long game. With Coach K. We'll give you a quick update. We'll look at some early Super Bowl wagers next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, we're just over a week away from the Super Bowl. Anita Marks joining us from ESPN on sports wagering and fantasy sports. Anita, how are you? I'm great. I'm I'm fantastic. Okay, I take it back. There's no football this weekend. No, you got so, you got you got flag football. You you've got skills competitions. Is, is, is there any money moving on that, Anita? I don't, can we even wager on that? I don't even. I haven't even looked into that yet. Maybe that's what I'll do as soon as we hang up. Maybe that's the case. Who's got like which Manning brother do you have in the Pro Bowl games? That's that's where I would see where the money well, is. I'm I'm from New York. Well, I'm I'm originally from Miami, but mm -hmm. I've lived in New York. I worked for the Giants for seven years, so it it has to be Eli. An I mean, come on, Anita. Having grown up in South Florida uh, as a Boca Raton kid. Is there a distinction yeah. between South Florida people and New York people sometimes? No, not are really. Are you a are you a shark? No, 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 no. I did not go to Spanish River. I'm a Boca High Bobcat. Thank you very much. 
Okay, I just had to. Ch- I had to check. All right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you? Where were you? I was down at um So I went to Sunset Senior High School. I grew up in Kendall. Okay. And uh, uh, and then I went to University of South Florida, University of Sun and Fun, for four years. Uh-huh, and we never no. took a cl- we never took a class on Friday. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I don't blame you. I yeah. wouldn't take a class. Uh, I wouldn't take a class yeah. either. So I, I am curious. Gilio, my co-host, is more of the of the wagering guy than I am. But this is the Super Bowl is always fun because it's it's always about props and you know what's the what's the over under on the national anthem and everything else. But I feel like the national the fun has been taken out of the national anthem, Joe. I feel like there's so much research that's done on the national anthem. They almost get it to a T these days, don't they? So I have a great story. So, um, again, I live in New York, and so I love Broadway. I go to Broadway shows all the time. And, um, and so I went to go see Idina Menzel in a show. And this was about two months before she sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. And, and it just so happened my sweet mate in college was her best friend in high school. So I got backstage, oh, and, you know, we, because I had heard so much about her. She had heard a lot about me. So... And I said, Idina, I said, I have to ask over under. And she's like, oh, she's like, she's like, you and my father. She's like, I promised my father the over. So take the over. And sure enough, she was over by like nine seconds. So it's, listen, it's a thing. And, and, and it's, and that's why it's capped off. Like, right. Like you can't wager more than like $5,000. Like there's only a certain amount of money you could wager on these, you know, like, color of Gatorade or the over under because you know you it can be controlled first song by Rihanna or color of Rihanna's dress yeah I'm totally with oh, you so, okay so <laughs> so here's another one again I worked for the Giants I was part of their pre uh, their their pre show in there Anita Anita wait a second I feel like I hope these stories are more than seven years old because I don't want to get you in trouble Oh, no. As, as someone who's like quasi-affiliated with the oh NFL, I don't need oh, you no, getting in trouble so, on our program here. Oh, no. These are so, these are so over seven years old. Okay, um, good. So I'm, so I'm at, so I'm at the... Um, I mean, we got Bernie... You guys are talking about South Florida. We got Bernie Kosar getting fired over there. We got, you know, uh, the, the, the dude down with the Falcons being geofenced out of the league. So I need you to be careful, Anita. Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. So, um, so this is when the Giants were taking on the uh, the the Patriots, and this is when remember their undefeated season, at least until the Super Bowl, of course. Yes. And um, and so uh, we're there, and we're we have our our pregame show, and so I want to say it was Madonna, if I remember correctly, and so she was she was um, they had rehearsals for the halftime show, so I knew what her first song was going to be. I knew what her second song was going to be. I knew, like, so, again, like, all these, like, you know, all these things, like, you know, the the crew that puts the Gatorade on the sideline for these teams, they know what color the Gatorade is. You don't think they're telling their friends and family? So, as fun as these are to wager on, um, you know, there is insider information on all of that. Anita Marks, ESPN, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. No insider information, though, Anita, on either the line or the total in this one. Is is there, uh, of the traditional bets, is there one that you like the most? So, a few things. Number one, I'm all over the Eagles. Full disclosure, I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl prior to the season starting. So, Ooh, did you get, uh, What number did you get? 25 to 1. Very nice. And then, 
And then I want to say like two or three weeks in, Chased I it. doubled down. I doubled down at eleven to one. Nice, very nice. Good for you. Yeah. So, uh, but at the end of the day, guys, I really do believe the Eagles. They're the better team uh, for a number of reasons. We've heard it time and time again, right? It's one in the trenches. They've got the better offensive line. I mean, heck, they scored four rushing touchdowns against the NFL's best rushing defense last week. Just ridiculous. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, not to take anything away from Chris Jones, but as a whole. Um, the Eagles front seven is arguably one of the best front sevens I think ever in the history of the NFL in regards to talent and depth. Um, they're obviously coming in healthier because now you've got Kansas city's 75% of their wide receiving core is injured. Not sure if they're going to be active. If they are going to be active, they're not going to be hundred percent. Uh, Willie Gay jr. Their linebacker, not sure if he's going to play. There's just a lot more injuries that Kansas city is dealing with. Um, so I just, I think, I think the Eagles are in a really, really good situation. Also their road to the Super Bowl. I mean, was it even a game against the Giants? No. no. And, be- and because of what happened with the 49ers, unfortunately with Brock Purdy, like, you know, they just had like, they just skated their way to the postseason. where Kansas city's really had, you know, that game against Cincinnati. That, that was, that was a fight. That was a fight. Yeah, they so, needed some extra help in that one from a couple of their friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Zebras. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. so anyway, um, I, I just think the Eagles are the better team here. Uh, like, I, I'm, you know, I, I'd lay it to two and a half. I know it's fluctuating. So, um, but I, what I find interesting is when this line came out, Kansas City was favored. And all the wise guys, all the sharp money, they, they just they came running to the window. And then, and then of course, it flipped. So, and here's another thing, like in regard, I like the I like the under here because I do believe the the, the Eagles defense is going to get after Patrick Mahomes. They have the number one pass defense in the NFL. And then on the opposite side, I just don't think Jalen Hurts is himself right now. And I think they're the Eagles are more committed to running the football. Hence, we saw against the 49ers yeah. as well as as the Giants. And what happens when you run the football? You eat up time of possession. But I, I had a handicapper, a professional, professional, professional handicapper on with me yesterday on my gambling show, and he said, whenever the Kansas City Chiefs take on a top 10 defense in the NFL, the over always hits. I guess Andy Reid plays with more reckless abandonment and takes more shots and is more aggressive. So I find that interesting. I'm still leaning on the under, but – I just I don't have as much conviction after um, <laughs> after my conversation. When, when you got a guy who's got a guy, yeah, I mean, I've that, got that a guy happens. who's got a guy who said he's just he wins money hand over fist every time Kansas City plays a top ten defense. So take that for what it's worth. Anita Marks, ESPN, joining us here on the OG. All right, uh, you, you mentioned sharp money, and that sounds like the Eagles. I'm with you on that. One of the popular fad bets right now is the uh, who will score the first touchdown. Who do you like in this one? I'm guessing Miles Sanders is probably the the favorite in this, but is there a Kenneth Gainwell? Is there a, a backup tight end that you like? Maybe that someone could make a couple of dollars on. Yeah, so so a few things. Number one, especially like I said, with with all the injuries that we're seeing with Kansas City, you know, I, I think it's going to be the Travis Kelsey show, in my opinion. So I definitely would lay some money on Travis Kelsey, definitely any time touchdown. Uh, and I think that's at like minus 130, right? Minus 125, minus 130 in some places. I would put some money down that he scores the first touchdown. 
Um, as for the as for the, uh, the the Eagles, it's really interesting. What we've seen them do in the backfield is is they have spread the wealth, right? So it's Miles Sanders, as you said, it's Gainwell, it's Boston Scott. But what has happened is we haven't seen Gainwell and Boston Scott come in until the game is pretty much done, right? So I would go Sanders. I'd go Sanders first time touchdown. I would ask. I would also throw in Jalen Hurts. Uh, in the postseason, he has rushed with the football six times within the red zone in two games. So I would also so the three that I would put money down on for for to score first would be Kelsey, Miles Sanders, and Jalen Hurts. Um, but I would also like any time touchdown. Yeah, I would sprinkle in some Gainwell. Um, I would definitely put in some AJ Brown. AJ Brown has been held out of the end zone for three games. Hmm. So um, I, you know, I believe that that he's due. I, I, I you know, and, and Kansas City secondary is really young, inexperienced, and not very good. Uh, they they have the 31st red zone defense in the NFL, second to worst. So chances are, Eagles make their way to the red zone. Uh, they're going to score. I, I would I, I would because how committed they have been to running the football, I would, I would imagine it's through the rushing attack. But again, I think AJ Brown is due for a touchdown since he was just, he was a, he was a TD vulture. Like he was just every game he was scoring a touchdown in the regular season. I think he's due. I think he'll score the Super Bowl. Anita Marks, ESPN, ESPN radio. We appreciate the time, Anita. Uh, Hopefully maybe you can find some, some action on the pro bowl games this weekend. Enjoy. (laughs) Uh, you'll be watching. I don't think I will, but enjoy it. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, I will not what, be watching. I'll be. What, it'll I mean, be AC. It's, like, it's we're in ACC basketball mode this weekend before the Super Bowl happens. So there you go. All right, you give me a pick then. You give me a play. All right, give me Duke over Carolina on Saturday. That's where I'm going. All right, you got it. All right, <laughs> yeah. Bye.